Pirkei Avos, Perikalif, Mishnah, Tess. We continue with the Zugos, Mishnah Ches, Hesed, Yehuda ben Taba, and Shimon ben Shetach. And now we talk only about Shimon ben Shetach, what he said. Just to mention about Shimon ben Shetach, uh, he was the brother of the queen, Amalka um, Shlomis. And when Yanai, the king Yanai, killed out the Chachmei Yisrael, a terrible story, but the Chachmei Yisrael was killed out by. The, by the King Yanai, um, she hid the sister of Shimon Shatach, hid Shimon ben Shatach uh, in hiding to make sure he doesn't get killed. And afterwards, when the uh, when they returned to the Sanhedrin, when things were better, Shimon ben Shatach came back and he sent for Yehuda ben Tabai to uh, return from Alexandria of Mitzrayim. In other he had gone, Yehuda ben Tabai had gone off to uh, Alexandria. Alexandria and uh, Shimon Shetach sent for him, and both of them made the next two zugos, um, uh, and they both stood at the head of the Sanhedrin. So, Mishnah says Shimon ben Shetach, Shetach Omer. Shimon ben Shetach says, lachakar, Be very um, extensive, careful in uh, increasing in uh, in interrogating and checking into the witnesses when you have when you're, if you're a judge in the courtroom and you have to uh, investigate witnesses who are testifying make sure to check them out really really well be very careful with your words the judge's words shemomitocham Left from them maybe from them they will learn to lie let's explain so when two witnesses come into the courtroom, it's the judge's job to ask all kinds of questions to try to d- discern if they're really telling the truth or not. Now, this could be questions directly related to the case involved, okay, exactly what happened. And then there could be questions about the scene and about the details that asking all these questions, you might pick out something that's inconsistent. Let's say you ask them, uh, was it sunny or was it cloudy that day? Was it raining? Uh, what was the color of the building you were standing there? Were there uh, uh, other people around? Was there um, whatever other, other insignificant details might have nothing to do with what the case is, but it's important to ask all those questions, because then you can ask the other witness, and if somehow one witness says it was cloudy, and the other one said it was raining, and the other one said it was sunny, say, I'll give an example, if it's two witnesses or three witnesses, you'll be able to you catch something that wasn't the same, and then of course, you, you, not necessarily could you uh, uh, disqualify them for that, but you can start to look a little deeper, and maybe uh, discover that there's more problems with this case, and maybe they're not really telling the truth. So first of all, it's talking to the judge to ask them all kinds of questions. But then the Mishnah ends off and said, but one second, even as you ask them a lot of questions, be careful how you say it. Be careful, be careful what you ask, because maybe maybe from what you're saying, they'll learn how to lie. I mean, they might try to perceive into what the judge is asking, and might themselves start to get a little smarter and try to figure out what they should lie about, and you might be the cause of them lying because of the way that you uh, uh, presented the questions to them. So you have to be careful both to ask a lot of questions, and also be careful not to prompt them to maybe not tell the truth. 
Rebbe Tversky uh, writes that this is also a lesson not only for judges, a lesson for parents as well. Be careful what we say and what we do to set the right example and never encourage a child not to tell the truth. For example, let's say someone called or someone's coming to meet his father. You shouldn't tell the child, go tell him, um, my father's not home. My father's not home because it's not true. Father is home. You can say father's not available, perhaps, but you can't say something which is which is untrue. I also heard a cute story that um, uh, there was someone who was in the car, and they were driving to Montreal, and of course the Canadian border, and the, it was taking the boy back to yeshiva. The boy went to yeshiva. The boy went to yeshiva in uh, in Montreal, and they were taking him back. And on the way, while they're in the car, the father gets a phone call. And on a disturbing phone call from the boys, Menahel, from the principal, and the Menahel says, I have to tell you, we have a, 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 a string of incidents that your son's not careful about MS. He's not careful about telling the truth. So maybe have a little talk with him and see what he could, you know, you could do about it. Of course, the father turns to the son and gives it to him and says, How could you do that? Where did you learn how to do that? How could you be dishonest? You've got to always tell the truth. MS is important. MS, Hashem sealed his MS. MS, MS, MS is truth, the truth. Very nice. End of the um, uh, rebuke. Then they keep driving a little bit further and they see a sign that they're getting closer to the border, to the Canadian-American border. And they all of a sudden, his father says uh, to everyone, okay, let's see, what do we have here? Uh, 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 we have a couple of gifts. Oh, it's not really worth that much. Just tell them we don't have anything. We go through the border, they ask them to bring anything across. We'll say we have nothing. He just taught the child that it is okay to lie sometimes. So, you know, even if it might seem ridiculous, it might be bringing something very very unimportant across the border, you might want to say, uh, you know what, we're going to be consistent here, and we're going to say the MS. We'll say we brought along uh, uh, whatever we brought along, and tell them and be, be honest about it, and always tell the truth, and always set the right example for everyone we deal with, and for our children, and of course for ourselves.